Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Every penny's worth Welcome to Dirty Harry Minute the only podcast in the world to review every minute of 1971 Warner Brothers classic Dirty Harry, starring Clint Eastwood, from minute 0 to 98. I'm your host, John, and joined with me are... Tim. That's the sound of his voice. Trent. Trent and... Glyn. Glyn, you're our first guest. Welcome. Hooray. Are you scared? Not at all. You guys are a friendly bunch. Do you know so what far? these podcasts are about? Uh, n- no, being... Is it is it about going into too much detail? Exactly. <laughs> about movies? Not, not for the real fans. Yeah. I am a real fan. I have been for many years. And yourself, Glenn, have you... A, a real fan of Dirty Harry or a real fan of Dirty fandom? Harry or Clint? Um, yeah, I guess Clint is all right. Like, maybe you should talk to chairs less, but... Um, <laughs> but Very topical. Yeah, like, he's a great director and his whole grouchy stoic thing is kind of hilarious. Now, when do you first think you saw Dirty Harry? That is a good question. Probably noughties, in the, in the early oh, noughties. Relatively late. Yeah, definitely. Like, I would have seen it. I think my buddy Luke, you know Luke, mm-hmm. he would have shown it to me for the first time. Like, I'd probably seen, like, bits of it on TV, but I'd never just been like, ah, that looks like old people stuff. You know, where are the laser swords and all those sorts I of stuff. I think when you're young and you hear the, the, the name Dirty Harry, it kind of comes across as a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, why is he dirty? And and then you see it and it's like, clearly not dirty. He looks like he's clean. <laughs> he showers. <yeah. laughs> so, there's, there's three points in the movie they try and discover why he's named that. Yeah, yeah. Know, know if any of them are satisfactory. Yeah. And you, Trent, when did you first see Dirty uh, Harry? I would have... Oh, oh gosh, I would have been about 10. And part of the appeal was that it had that diamond R certificate on it because it was one of the first films to be classified R in Australia that you know, wasn't an obvious horror film or, or sex film. So it was um, kind of like, oh, geez, this must be really intense. So I remember watching it and it blew my mind. But yeah. And Tim, you and I, I think, well, I first saw it in film and TV studies in year 10. You weren't in that, but that's the first time I'd seen even a Clint Eastwood movie. What, they showed it to you in class? They showed it to us in class, our teacher, over two or three um, lessons, and it was great. An R-rated film. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how you got around that. (laughs) And uh, as you know, we made our own parody of Dirty Harry at school that you helped with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this very next minute we're about to talk to is, is very topical to us. Uh, shall we begin reviewing the movie, Glenn? Let us, yes. Well, minute one we've just watched again begins with an old school Warner Brothers logo and then ends with a hint of something blurry on the bottom left of the screen. Will we find out what it is? Well, your first impressions, Glenn? Um, well, I mean, so there's the, there's the weird Warner Brothers logo... And the nice, the, the blue background's nice. It's very pretty. But as like, my thing is like, what the hell is the, is it the Kinney company? Kinney company, yeah. What the yeah. hell is Kinney? Why, and why is Warner Brothers a Kinney company? Another one that has that is A Clockwork Orange because it came out the same, same year. year That's yeah. the, um, I'm trying to remember what else they released in 71. But yeah, they, I can't remember what, I'll look up what they are in a sec, but 
Yeah, they just bought Warner Brothers, and then it became a first. It was First National Warner Brothers, I think, or something before. Yeah, that. yeah. It wasn't First National a bank or something. <laughs> and then I think Magnum has a um, even different logo at the start. Yeah, yeah. And what about? I always forget Golf and Western. That was Universal. Same Paramount. story. Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. They own morgues and park car parking lots, and then what the decided heck? equity. Put it, yeah. The Kinney. Uh, were the Kinney Parking Company, uh. and National Cleaner Contractors. So, yeah, <laughs> Kinney. Just like how this. do you go from like? Oh yeah, we're, we 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 have parking lots, and then we started out in cleaning, and then we decided to buy a movie studio. Well, Clint's cleaning up the streets, and they're cleaning up the. Uh- well, ma- maybe they get asked to, uh, you know, paid paid a lot of money to to be able to uh, allow the film crew on set to their parking lot true that <laughs> it's funny the later warner brothers logo from later in the decade looked a bit like the wilson parking here in australia that's what i was going to say yeah like the, the three lines that make up the w so hmm. okay yeah maybe they've still got some of that parking company dna there <laughs> maybe yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's funny though on later reissues of that film that that's been removed it's got yeah. the more recent uh, Warner Brothers logo, at least the VHS one did. But yeah, yeah, I'd never seen it until um, Tim and I saw it in London. I think two thousand and eight, some yeah. reprint. Yeah. Like, what's this? They put on the wrong, the right spool. Well, so, and so we just, that was from the Blu-ray. So I guess they got the old. You know, yeah. they normally like get the old print yeah. and and mm. then do a scan and a digital restoration restoration, which is which is awesome. I like it. I like Blu-ray. So you were thrown for the first few seconds, but then. No, not really thrown. It was just like, that's a bit weird. And then it, my whole thing was just like, what is the Kinney Company? But I didn't look it up because I thought it would be more fun discussing it rather than actually, <laughs> who wants answers these days? Really? The discussion is way more fun. Now, did anyone happen to catch some of the names on the Roll of Honor that um, appears next? I actually did just notice one then. What was it? The first name. Mm-hmm. There was like one of them laid it down that for some reason made me laugh a little bit, but the first one is funnier, and that's John Coots. Coots. And I just like the name, that the first name, he's a Coots. He's an old Coots. Yeah, yeah. He's like 18 old, yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, he's the oldest of the Coots. Yeah. <laughs> some very old names on there. There was Cornelius and oh, yeah. names that you don't associate with the policemen these days. Yeah. I noticed the deaths seemed to peak around 1915. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. And then 1955. Yeah, maybe Jesus. you know, World War One was happening, and there was like a crime spree or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Well, there you go. Warner Brothers East of Eden movie has the profiteers growing the fruit, the profiteers during war. So maybe. Some oh of the, yeah. The cops True. went up down the valley. It does seem like a good time to 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 undertake in a criminal enterprise is during wartime. One of the other names there was Nutman. Nut, who what? we will soon see Wait, in the film. Hang on, and now you, it, you mean Nutman? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just, the name is Nutman. It's like first name Nut, last name Man. Put into sharp relief the the most recent by election in Batman. Everyone wants to pronounce yeah, yeah. it Batman, but that's not how. It well, applies. that would be awesome. This is a Melbourne Australian podcast, by the way, isn't it, Tim? It is indeed. I was going to say so when I first saw that um, scroll on the you call it a memorial i think my memory of seeing that was like it was about to say this is based on a true story because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i thought it would scroll down and then like stop on a name yeah. and saying harry something but it didn't happen yeah yeah of course when we were making our parody dirty larry we'll put a, a link in the show notes uh we found a similar similar memorial to the uh, fallen in world war Two near our school and there was a callahan 
in <laughs> oh, there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like Dirty Larry. Yeah. So how could you? Did anyone, of course, make the connect like the leisure suit Larry I'd connection? Not, no, I'd not thought about that. No, but you they should have. I know. Straight, they should have. How could yeah. you? How could they have missed that? Yeah. So the names, I don't know. See, I, I, I was, I, I of course, downloaded a pirated version of um of. <laughs> yeah, no, piracy's bad, kids. Don't pirate things ever. You mean um, it was a remake with pirates? That's exactly, yeah. yeah. Hey, I tried looking on Netflix and Stan. It's like, you know. Um, but so I accidentally, so I was watching it in VLC and I accidentally pressed the wrong button and, and watched it in, in like um, double speed for a little while. And there's like something. Like many are listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I remember <laughs> that when you watch the start of it, in like in in like high speed, it's it makes it strangely hilarious because it kind of looks like they're being flippant about the the dead cops almost. It's just <laughs> like yeah, here's some dead cops, just get get over it. <laughs> like so, I kind of enjoyed that a bit, and then and then the the Lilo Schifrin soundtrack in in fast like when you we've got to- another ninety eight episodes of this show. And it's such a big part of the movie. I think we need to establish it's Lalo, isn't Lalo it? Lalo Schifrin. Lalo. I can never. I'm always imagine. I'm always wondering, like, is it Lilo or Lalo? But who cares? The guy's freaking awesome. There is some great music there, isn't there, Tim? It's fantastic. I don't even like jazz, Afro style or fusion. <laughs> He's Argentinian, isn't he? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Something like that. And was he already established by this? This film? Mission Impossible, yeah, yeah. the TV series. That was the first one. Uh, the I the think first that was big the and yeah. Bullet. 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 Just yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else? He did the Enter the Dragon soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah, a few years later. Yeah. yeah, also, yeah. Oh, he's done a horror movie or two as well. Yeah. Amityville, I think. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still, yeah he is. Yeah. He's still kicking. Still kicking? Up. Yeah, yeah. I think he actually, there was an album released a couple of years ago of his like, I think it was mostly old stuff, but there was some new stuff as well. But yeah, he's amazing. I I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with him actually. He came out here, yeah, uh, in the I last decade that. or so. Yeah. I'm really annoyed I didn't go and see him. Me too. Um, he, he started in the 1950s, and yeah, Mission Impossible: Enter the Dragon, five Grammy, six Oscar nominations. I'm just seeing. Sorry, keep talking. <laughs> Name to look out for, folks. <laughs> Well, I think it's a it's a great introduction. We've just I don't know what's about to unfold in the next few minutes, but it's straight in there. It's great. Um, some people have said the role of honor is a bit conventional. It's like a piety of an old era, maybe some sort of um, Warner Brothers type dedication to policemen. And it's got the old fashioned song called apparently "Oh God, Our Help Is in Ages Past." What? Yeah, the bell ringing, you know. That's a song name? Yeah, I think so. It's an old hymn. That is snappy. (laughs) How did you find that out? Uh, On another podcast, which we won't mention, but thank you. Was that a a Lalo arrangement of that or? I don't believe so. I think it's library, but we'll look into that. It's just bells chiming. Bells chiming, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just to chime in on the pun really quickly. Um, cool Hand Luke, he did the music for. Which oh, has, sweet, yeah. Some of the music in that is very notable because it's been used on, I think, in America, CBS Nightly News for since <laughs> for the last 50 years and here oh. in Australia, Channel 9 News. Channel <laughs> um, Yeah, that's a rip-off of, I can't remember which scene in Cool Hand Luke it is, but, yeah, anyway, very notable. <laughs> in some investigation of Don Siegel's earlier work, I, I noticed he's um, had a movie called The Lineup in 1958 and at the end they dedicate the movie to 
the grateful help of the San Francisco Police Department. Maybe he's just into the San Francisco Police Department. Maybe that's just his jam, you know? I assume he's a San Francisco dude if he's... Because the whole movie kind of East Coast, I would think. Oh, okay. Because it's you know he the whole movie he's kind of obsessed with San Francisco. Clearly, so I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but more than that, I love the music. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I mean that's the the whole opening of the movie is all about music. I mean the whole movie is about music, really. Like it's essentially Lalo Schifrin and Clint Eastwood being stoic. Like that. That is Dirty Harry. As far as I'm concerned, there is. Yeah, and so that beat, that first beat, and then yeah, it yeah. leads on to the, the sniper rifle. <coughs> yeah. It's, it's such a cool It's delicious. Shot. And it's got the wailing female backing vocals, which yeah, yeah, people said the, the crazy voices yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Scorpio's yeah, yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know, like, I think the Those other... Drez, jazz, jazz drum fills. <laughs> Stop, start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just gets better as well. Yeah. Like, you... unfortunately for people of... Like our generation watching this on VHS, it was all like cropped to yeah. the, the the old TV aspect ratio, and so you don't get that widescreen vision yeah. of like, yeah, like basically the whole film kind of like chopped in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I can't stand. Oh, that yeah, I'm I'm so glad that they at least don't do that with Blu-rays and DVDs. Because I hate that all it's, chopping off. It's kind of funny how they just forced it on everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the, no one noticed. Yeah. Well, not no one, but a lot of it was just like, oh yeah, well that's just how they're played. Well, there are even well, some people that will complain. Like, yeah, mm, I think like, like originally, yeah. especially the older people, maybe. Oh, sorry, might yeah, have, might have said, "What are these black bars?" Yeah, us? they're like, I'm, yeah. "I paid for a whole screen. I want to see the whole screen." Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, now we've all got widescreen TVs. It's so. not noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I meant when the pan and scanning happened. Oh, yes. Like on television. Because yeah. everyone was used to saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, must be in there. If, you know, it's filling the box. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and I love it when you would actually sometimes see the noticeable pan across. Like, yeah. In a shot. <laughs> and it looked so weird and janky. And, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's best during opening credits. They're my favorite pan and scan shots. Where yeah, you yeah. see half the words on the screen. <laughs> oh, you know, actually, this, this screened on um, free, free-to-air TV a few weeks ago. And they had the opening in widescreen up until the point where, oh, we'll, we'll come to it later, but basically the opening credits, and then it just went to the, the pan and scan. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Even yeah. now, 2008. Yeah, yeah. they do that with a lot of movies. Like most movies don't show in widescreen, and when they yeah. do it, they like make a big deal. Like when they show Lawrence of Arabia in full widescreen, they're like, in full widescreen. Yeah, they used to do or, or perhaps now it's not quite pan and scan. They just fill it for the... The, the different, like the widescreen TV. Yeah, they just zoom That's in. Ridiculous. Yeah, so it's yeah, still yeah. zoomed in. But, um, yeah. I just wow. always blame Channel 9, but I suppose every... every no, let's kick, it. It. let's kick it. Let's kick it. Blame Channel 9. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That sounds good. <laughs> They've had uh, the Warner Brothers product too easily for all these years, haven't they, Trent? I don't know if they no. still have it. Yeah. I think it's gone to... All the Eastwood stuff anyway. Yeah. They, be... Everything's switching around. Yeah. Like, the other day I saw a Rain Man on SBS and I was thinking that would... Ne- like 20 ah. years ago, that would never happened. Because Channel 7 used to have the yeah. MGM UA library. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. It's, uh, all the Fox stuff is going to 7 now. And This is what, this is what the internet and Netflix <laughs> does. Yeah. Just devalues everything to the point where no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's free for all. <laughs> yep, I say bring it. Well, I don't know, yeah, it's, it devalues a lot of the old stuff. And I just think that it's actually not... doesn't ruin the value. No, it doesn't. It the, just... It improves accessibility, actually. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. and that's kind of the frustration with it is that they sort of complain about about costs, but it's like digital distribution saves you a packet. 
It's ridiculous. And so to me, the whole thing is that if you're not, if you're not going to pass on your savings to your customers when your costs are reduced, then you can't really get angry at your customers kind of giving you the finger. Like, no. That's the whole thing with digital cinemas and stuff like that. It's like yeah. it's cheaper and you've got a bunch of kids, you know, they just press a button on a freaking server now. You don't have to have a projectionist. Yeah. So... Speaking of projections, yeah, what are you projecting, Glenn, onto this uh, this this woman in a yellow bathing suit? Well, so I've got I've got my notes here. So the first thing I have to say is before we see the the woman in the bell in the so we've got the you got the shot of the the silencer on the front, mm-hmm. and of course because I'm a freaking nerd, mm-hmm. I have to of course comment that there is no such thing as silencers. It is a suppressor, and <laughs> they don't actually those things don't actually make guns go. Like that's not how it freaking works. Like that they were made for so, so you could essentially use guns indoors without damaging your ears. Right. Um, but yeah, there's all these great videos of guys like online and it's like this is what a gun sounds like. And it's like, yeah, it lowers the, the decibel range quite a bit, but it's like you can still hear it. Yeah. So the whole thing about he's shooting from a rooftop. I know I'm a nerd. <laughs> he is shooting from a rooftop though, so I guess uh-huh. By reducing the noise and wanting to do that, that is potentially a good idea because it makes it harder. It's harder for people to spot him. When I rewatched this minute uh, just yesterday, um, I noticed they did a good good job of mixing the uh, the soundtrack and the the source wind. At yeah, concert. yeah, that oh, was very good. I, I yeah. never noticed that. Nor until I, yeah. this time. Um, I was amazed I could hear the ambient sound on the yeah. VHS edition I was used to from the eighties and nineties. You could not hear it. It was just the music and. That Back, was it. In background history. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the yeah. great height. It worked. Did you notice when the girl goes to jump in the pool, she sort of... I think she's the only one on the floor, did you? Yeah, know, yeah. Look? The only one on the top deck, on the on the roof. Yeah. She seems to... When she's on her own, she can do what she wants. She's an autonomous lady, but she just looks a bit apprehensive about jumping in the pool. But Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like the first time you jump in a pool, it, it always is a bit like, oh, shit, because it's going to be cold. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's like, that looks like it's early morning. I mean, like a film set. So from whenever you listen to people talk about film sets, they're either like insanely hot or insanely cold and you're shooting at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, she's probably in a swimsuit and she's probably just thinking, oh, this is going to suck. So <laughs> maybe, maybe she wasn't sure if the cameras were rolling as well. Yeah. 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 Because they're on another building. I think later on you see maybe her bathrobe lover in the next scene gouching down, I think. Come to that in the next minute. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine it being quite, quite, quite the thing to have a pool on a roof in a hotel those days. Yeah, exactly. It'd be awesome. Well, I think it's probably wealthy pretty, lady. I think it's probably pretty common now. I would imagine. In but in San Francisco, even in those right. days, I reckon it was pretty common. But you, so you were asking about like what? So the thing that strikes me straight away is that her swimsuit looks like it's freaking crocheted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's a bit I've just got this image of like an old lady crocheting a swimsuit. With this <laughs> model, <laughs> yeah. Do we so, know who that actress is? She I'm looking her anything? up now. Yeah, I think she was a model or something. Diana like Davidson. Yeah, not to be confused with the Australian. Um, oh, hang on. Is she, was she the one that was married? She was married to Clint Eastwood first, or something? I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. I'm looking her up. in was the it, in the infancy of IMDb 98.99. I remember as soon as I saw this movie, I looked up everyone's entries. Yeah, and um, I was one of the 
girls is Fackler's wife in Police Academy, right? Yeah, <laughs> and Mary Deacon. And Mary Deacon. What? And uh, in my mind, I got that confused for all the years. I thought she was the same woman that, oh, she's not as quite as pretty, who jumps in the pool and is shot by Scorpio later on. Yeah, yeah. It, um, <laughs> I, it, IMDb, as usual, has got things mixed up in that they've got this actress who's not credited in the film, she's uncredited, but they've got her mixed in with this Australian actress, Diana Davidson, but I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. So God knows what else she's done. Diana, if you're listening, please contact us and give us a rundown of your resume. That sounds totally reasonable that she would be listening right now. And yes, please tell us more about your swimsuit, your lovely crocheted swimsuit. (laughs) I don't think the future bodes well for her. This minute is just ending now with something blurry on the bottom left of the screen, which... Glenn has told us is a, is a rifle, a high precision sniper right. rifle. Well, it's a, yep, it's a suppressor. Well, it's, yeah, it's the front of it's the front of the gun, and then yeah, and then yellow swimsuit, and then of course the shot. The- you heard it first. I think that might happen in the next minute. Yeah, the unrealistic. Well, I think that's as good a point to end as any. Thank you for joining me, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Trent. Thank you, John. And Glenn, will you return for the next of course, minute? Yeah. yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. You've like been it. listening to Dirty, Dirty Harry's Minute. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry Minute. Our wives will kill us. The Scorpio still survive. And